0: Alright, so how do you want to intro this thing in? Uh I don't know What'd you call it? Like, do we want to do a bit, or? uh,
1: uh what'd you call it? Intro like you did the last one With the Welcome People from home From Beach City to the home world And so on and so forth
0: I straight up don't remember how that goes, time to look myself up on the internet. world to Beach City and all the cosmos in between, this is The Bits, a Steven Universe podcast with Sam and Jonathan. Alright everybody, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. My voice sounds terrible.
1: It's
0: not terrible, terrible. At least it's audible. Uh, We were wanting to talk about Wanted when it actually came out, but I had I think we decided on bronchitis I had bronchitis and it left me without a voice for a little over a week so now we've got it up to the strength where I could talk for long periods and so the first thing we're gonna do is talk about a children's cartoon whoa Jonathan had said uh, I don't know if he said it in the last podcast or just in the comment below the last podcast that if Wanted had something worth talking about, we'd talk about it. Yeah. And boy did it.
1: Yeah yeah. What did you call it? Uh I saw the first episode and I was just like, eh eh, I don't know. And then the rest of it came out and I was like, okay, yeah, there's there's something. There's
0: something. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So we're gonna go ahead. We got four episodes to cover for this hour-long Steven Universe special, Wanted. So we're gonna dive right in with the first episode, Stuck Together. Jonathan, confusion. The, the bits. Perfect. Jonathan, do you want to sum up? Gracious, do you want to sum up Stuck Together for us?
1: Do you want me to? Because I, this is what I didn't like.
0: <laughs> you know, you put it like that, I think there's all the more reason for you to. So,
1: Steve, Steven convi- continues being captured by Aquamarie, the worst villain, <laughs> and Topaz. Right.
0: And Topaz. Yeah and Topaz <laughs> <laughs> like I have no beef with Topaz but
1: Topaz only got a character in this character episode <laughs> so it was kind of like uh okay Topaz is a character but yeah we continue after uh the last Stephen Baum where he was ca- captured and put on a ship to Homeworld Steven believes that he got everybody out before the, sh- the ship set out. But, guess who's still there? MC Lars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, sweetie. <laughs> or cutie. Oh, gosh. That's a reference that won't make sense to most people. Yeah.
1: Watch her MC Lars video for, for that.
0: If the little eye thing on your screen in the corner popped up, click that. Yeah. Also, if that popped up, that means we know how to put that in now, which is cool. So... I put it in the last video. Alright, well... It was, imagine this as a kitty cat.
1: <laughs> perfect. That's what cool. I did in lieu of audi- annotations. But, yeah. Lars is still on the ship, and he, he gets captured with Steven once more, and they try to make, make it off. Which doesn't seem to be successful.
0: There's a lot of angst and a lot of crying. Yeah. So, what did you think about this episode? <laughs> uh, well, just like last time, I have my little while I was watching notes. And right. as I was reading through them before, a lot of them are mostly just gripes with how things were delivered like my first note says Steven why did you think that calling off the deal would make a difference the point where Lars is on the ship and Steven says hey there's still a human on there so the deal's off and Aquamarine's like no we're still going to Homeworld like Steven they're villains they're not going to turn around and drop you off Well, at least she's true to her villain role. (laughs) Which leads me to my next point, where she's mocking what she thinks is Rose Quartz. Aquamarine's talking about, oh, you're making me cry. And then she says, just kidding, that's my gem. That felt like a really dumb line. Yeah. And... Aquamarine's a really dumb character. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. It felt like... Like an episode 1 or 2 of a series line of like that's my gem what's a gem and then they explain what a gem is Mm. and I was while I was watching this I realized that Aquamarine reminds me of I don't even remember his name in Haruto Jonathan could you put it up on the screen for me okay but he was the dude from the first episode that he steals the shadow clone jutsu scroll and he uses the giant shurikens and, he's oh, litera- yeah. and he literally just exists to get Naruto to get his protagonist powers.
1: I think he comes back, like, way, way later.
0: <laughs> I know they made a toy of his weapon, but that's not either here or there. I feel like Aquamarine is that character, but she showed up too late to the whole overarching thing.
1: And I hope she never comes back. But she's probably going to come back, and I
0: won't care. I mean, fair enough. Like, she'll come back. She definitely will. They've spent too much time on her not to. I don't want her to. I mean, no one does, but she'll be back. <laughs>
1: I should stop complaining.
0: <laughs> oh, no, please do. We've got some time to fill for this episode. Why not? Uh... Another thing I didn't care for Aquamarine was the dumb meme face they gave her, like when Steven said, like, look into your heart, and they paused for like three seconds on her making a disgusted, overly detailed face that you know they were trying to make a meme. Oh, oh, uh, what'd you call it? That's a, I'd see that as
1: more of a cartoon
0: trope. Just... I don't know, like, we didn't see that as much in early Steven episodes, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I, I'd say I've seen the gag done, like, like, the, uh, what do you call it, joke in Spongebob where, uh, essentially the same joke happens, I'm like, so, uh, Squidward, you call it, doesn't it, it give you a ha- happy face or whatever, and then what do you call it, he he just points to his face and he has a really sour, sour one on, and it's realistic and everything.
0: Yeah, but she kept talking. So she replied to it twice. Once with her face, and then after she got done with that statement, she made another one with her words. And it it wasn't just. yeah, executed. <laughs> it felt like it stopped the story. Mm. I got you. I got you. So, let's see. I'm going to just kind of highlight these as I go so I'm not uh, missing anything. Gotcha, gotcha. Jonathan, if you want to cover another point while I sit here and do this. Uh, yeah. Essentially, I didn't care
1: for the back and forth between her and Steven. It was kind of just like, Villain Banner, I'm so better than you. Call she kind of reminded me of uh, Princess from Powerpuff Girls
0: yeah kinda
1: like just absolute snobby I'm the best oh my gosh you, you could never defeat me
0: only difference was that Princess from the Powerpuff Girls had a character development yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Don't, don't give Aquamarine a <laughs> redemption arc or arc period.
0: <laughs> give her a whole season Aquamarine side story. Good gosh. Give, give her an SD series. Gracious. Uh, while Aquamarine was being a plot stopping character, the episode mostly revolves around Topaz being a vessel for lars and steven keeping them captive and they have to figure out how to escape and in their frustration they have a heart to heart where lars is super angsty about helping steven and already giving up and then steven's like what's your problem dude like there's literally no reason not to fight right now and then lars is like well what if i don't think that i can fight at all And it's like oh okay you're sad i got you But be sad somewhere else. And Lars says, okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: See, this is an understandable, like, touching moment of Lars' experience, emotions, and stuff. But when you've gone through, like, seasons of not doing this... And also an episode that does it way better when they're on the island and everything. I was just like, Lars, please shut up and actually do something.
0: <laughs> yeah. That part felt a little weird to me. But when we got to the point of like him talking to Steven saying, hey... You have all this potential, and you think that I can do anything? Like, that part was cool, because it was going back to the original dynamic of Stephen being the annoying little kid, looking up to Lars, he's just some guy, but Stephen thinks he's the greatest thing in the world.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, And I thought that was cool, like, it was a framing kind of thing of Stephen you look at me like I can do anything when you can actually do anything and even though I don't act like it I look at you the same way that you used to look at me. Mm. And I don't know, I thought that was cool. The line where they're, uh, they're both crying and Steven just admits that he's glad Lars is there and he says I just don't really want to be alone right now. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. That was sad. Because like Lars was always trying to get Steven to leave and Steven just always wanted to hang out with him. And now when things have gotten serious and Steven's grown up so much, it's just like, yeah, I'm still happy that you are here even though you never wanted to be around me to begin with. I
1: think at this point I was still stuck on the point of I wanted anybody else to be stuck on the ship with Steven besides Lars.
0: <laughs> what you got against Lars, man?
1: what you call it? Just, I don't know, him and R- Ronaldo kind
0: of run back through progress in, <laughs> in characters. Don't bring Ronaldo into this like he matters. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah, what did you call it? before the baking episode where I, I was just like, okay, this is a good Lars episode. I, I like this. I is just like, uh... Lars can be kind of good. But, just, I've never liked, uh, what you call it, him and Steven's dynamic. It's, it's like, if, Reggie and Archie were handcuffed on somewhere and I was just like, uh, Reggie.
0: Why not Jughead? I like Jughead. <laughs> because then they would have actually gotten away. <laughs> if it was Sadie, they would have been back. Topaz would have been a crystal gem. Yeah. <laughs> Akamari would have spontaneously combusted. It would have been great. <laughs> it could have been great. Con- <laughs> if it was Connie, they would have turned into Stefani, and everyone would have just been dead when they got to Homeworld. Yeah. It would have just been a bloody Stefani standing there with the sword and shield. <laughs> but basically, if it's anyone but Lars, we don't get an arc. Yeah, and that was my main
1: main problem during like trying to have an emotion during
0: this (laughs) fair enough now we did get to hear the voice of a new character this episode with topaz and topaz yeah topaz would be sad about topaz see I actually made a note about that I said topaz's use of personal pronouns is weirdly sporadic and her voice actor happens to do a lot of Spanish television.
1: Ah, interesting.
0: Yeah, the voice sounded slightly familiar. And I thought, am I confusing her with somebody or am I recognizing a person? And I looked it up and it's just a lot of Spanish television. Huh. You watch a lot of yeah. Spanish television, Samuel? I mean, like when I was learning the language-ish. But I doubt it was somebody that I actually came across. Ah, uh, sad to add. It's alright. But it gives that whole sentence of Topaz talking about like, Topaz would be nothing without Topaz. We work so well together and have to hide our feelings. But I want to tell Topaz how we feel. And they feel. It's like, what? First, second, or third person, honey. gotta pick one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I I was super in. Into the uh, what you call it, the power struggle between uh, Topaz and Aquamarine, and that, that was, was super cool. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 and then she's just like, but I'm gonna have you separated for forever. You know, it's just like, okay, first actual villain thing that Aquamarie has done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like their back and forth was, like, the best part of Aquamarine's character so far. Because she did that threat, and she's like, you'll be separated. I'll go back to Homeworld, and you'll never see each other again. And then when she gets, like, thrown up against the uh, wall and pinned down everything, and then she's like, she uses her words when she knows she could have died, when she's, like, rubbing her throat
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: and then, and then she, she has the gem destabilize her and she's just like just unfuse and we shall never speak of this again it's like okay now we understand the power of an aquamarine I'm cool with that
1: yeah that that's a good establishing like villain thing not oh I'm a cute little baby except that I'm not I, I was... can we
0: isolate that clip <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody somewhere, if I don't get around to this, please make Jonathan into a child saying that line. <laughs> okay, gosh. I think it would be great. Indeed.
1: But, yeah, like, I think her status is more intimidating than her whole like cute gimmick. And I I fair like enough. evilly <coughs> cute characters. Yeah. So it it's just it's not working for me, but that fit.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh
1: <coughs> mm.
0: another thing that bothered me about this episode. Topaz's hearing was weird. So like the point where she has the moment of like what would Topaz be without Topaz? Was she just ignoring them up till then? Yeah. What'd you call like, it? Like while they were talking and like actively trying to escape, was she just like not paying attention? Believe so.
1: Or what'd you call it? She was just putting on a solemn face. But for some reason she listened to onion
0: <laughs> well onion speaks her language her native tongue and her little murmurs murmur murmur <laughs> yeah i just That's thought it was weird that. like <laughs> but i thought it was weird where it was just like yeah i'm gonna let you guys make a pants lasso and try to escape yeah. for no reason yeah
1: and she
0: understands their struggle. Gracious. Uh, my only other note for this is that it was a random tangential thing If I just noticed Jeb's stabilizers look a lot like the top of Black Bolt's mask from Marvel Comics. Hmm. That has nothing to do with anything. I just want to be able to click off this list. Okay.
1: So... Uh, I think the only point we didn't really cover is, after this whole escape attempt, Aquamarine like, brings Topaz, and then they get taken to the homeworld and put in separate cells.
0: And then the background disappears in the next episode. Yeah. Uh... Overall, this episode, it did its job of getting us to the good stuff, but it didn't do a lot for me. Mm, It felt like there was too many convenient plot points, and it was just like, why is Topaz ignoring them? Oh, so they can have character development. Why is Topaz not stabbing Aquamarie right now? Oh, so we can have more plot, okay, why aren't they getting in the pod and just hoping Topaz doesn't shoot them because the plot needs to continue, okay, so why are we doing any of this rather than the obvious choice, and if Topaz wants to help him so dang bad, why didn't she just sacrifice herself, oh, plot, got it, okay, never mind. Oh, well, I'd say on that point, I,
1: I just felt that she wasn't really willing to, like, make that sacrifice. She's like,
0: these are two people she just met. Like, And yet she, she's giving them an escape pod.
1: Yeah, she's just like, I, I can make it of an excuse if you just leave now. But if I'm found out and I'm going to be separated... I'm I'm going to take the option where I, I'm not separated and you go to
0: jail. Fair enough. Still felt very plot-convenient-y. But it gave me a scene that I
1: liked, so I've, I was fine with that one.
0: Uh, it really isn't
1: that all that matters. But, like I said uh, last episode... They were just villains to get us to the bigger villains. You're right. And it really showed.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Alright, this episode, and I know we don't have an official ranking system, but just kind of give an idea of where I live at. Gave it a 3.5 out of 5. It was better than average, because it had some cool scenes, but other than that, it just got us where we were needing to go.
1: I, I was just really aggravated that Lars was the person
0: we're go- we were going to
1: be stuck with all lark. Well, this story this, this works bomb. with no one else. Yeah. So, I was kind of like, meh on this episode, I was so meh. So mad that I told you preemptively that we
0: weren't going to do a podcast on this one. (laughs) (coughs) Canceled the whole podcast because of this. Good gosh. Because it's a terrible first episode. (laughs) I mean, comparatively, it did feel like a very nothing-happening episode. I still would've talked about it, but... If the...
1: The Steven Baum had started on the episode before. And then carried out. I would have been fine. But this one, just, like, coming back into it, it's just, like, meh.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Alright, so I think we are more or less done with stuck together. Yeah. Unless you have some closing thoughts. Nope. Those were all my...
1: Closing thoughts. I. Lars whines a lot. I will try to feel sim- sympathy for him, but nothing comes out.
0: Fair enough. Plot. That's my last thought. Mm. Cue transition. The bits. Episode two The Trial Steven stands on trial for the crime his mother committed of shattering Pink Diamond. That's literally it.
1: (coughs) Huh It was well done. do you call it it opened up a lot more
0: insight to what happened. Oh yeah, we got a huge bomb dropped on us on this one. Yeah.
1: That it was...
0: Oh, well. well. We'll get to that point. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, my first note for this one. Literally the opening scene. I wrote this out, and I'm just gonna read it for verbatim, because I don't know why I wrote it like this. Stephen begins his trip into the dangerous enemy lines of Homeworld by taking this opportunity to visit the set of Hotline Bling.
1: Yeah! exactly the same joke I was going to make if you didn't make it
0: <laughs> and I don't know why but when I was just looking at it I was like why is he in Drake's box
1: yeah it's it's very much a
0: hotline bling filling box <laughs> <laughs> oh I really hope that somebody mashed together like clips of Steven in that box to be hotline bling oh that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to
1: see him and Drake in the sweaters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. You used to call me on your gem phone?
1: Yep. I know on my frozen <laughs> <roasting> flings. <laughs> that can only mean one thing. <laughs> Ever since I love the homeworld, world, you... <laughs>
0: Oh Gemstone bling. I love it. Yeah. Uh we got a new character here that I didn't bother to write the name
1: of. Two. Uh what'd you call it? Zarkons. Green Zarkon and Blue
0: Zarkon. Was it green? I thought it was blue and yellow. Oh. See, I, I hate all the
1: yellow gems, because they don't have a yellow color scheme, they have, like, a yellow and green color scheme.
0: Oh, I thought you just hated the yellow gems because they're all problematic, but okay. Oh, that's him. Well, what'd you call it? I, I like Peter Dot now. So. Ironically, she's green too. Yeah, and she's a yellow gem! <laughs> Well. Exactly. <laughs> Jasper's orange, she was under pink diamond. <laughs> we we're just gonna. <laughs> so, the
1: Zarkons!
0: Yeah, when I was looking at that character, all I immediately thought, and I wrote it down, I just said, holy cosplay opportunity, Batman. This checks so many boxes. Mm. Like, this thing's got, like... Fancy, weird clothes. A weird hair thing going on. A monocle. I'm like, you're gonna see this guy all over conventions.
1: Yeah. Also... Uh... Yeah. Because there will be no other place in this podcast to talk about it. There is so much... Ace Attorney jokes made off of this episode and I love it so much
0: tell me about it
1: as you call it Blue Zarkon as uh, uh, Phoenix Wright and Yellow Zarkon as Edgeworth all all these like mashups of the Ace Attorney music over the trial final scene it's so good I love it so much I reblogged a lot of it on on my Tumblr <laughs> It's fantastic.
0: I've seen none of this, but it sounds wonderful.
1: Yeah. Apparently there's a lot of Ace Attorney fans in the Steven Universe fandom.
0: That doesn't surprise me in the slightest now. If we can get some Professor Layton memes thrown in there, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah.
0: Just, Just get a gym obsessed with puzzles. You and I disagree on many things, but this is one we shall never agree on. My next note. I literally just wrote, ha, eyewitness for when Eyeball showed up. Mm. <laughs> what the
1: worst testimony, too.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm Rose Quartz. I have her gem and everything. And then he shot me into space. Okay. Do you have
1: any evidence? <laughs> just that he told you that it was rose quartz and we're
0: supposed to believe it. in the middle of space where you guys just were and no one else for miles. Yeah, this this felt more like a Alice
1: in Wonderland trial than the actual trial.
0: This is kangaroo court.
1: Yeah. Just like we're
0: waiting for a reason to chop off your head. <laughs> Pretty much so. I really liked... What did you call Phoenix Right, gem? Zarkon. Bleak. Yeah, Zarkon. I really liked Zordon. And how... <laughs> sort of, I just got too into it. Yeah. Like, j- just while defending this case went from, why do am I stuck with this job, to, you know what? No, I'm a lawyer, this is gonna happen. Let's do it. Yeah. She came back, like, actually
1: assessed the case with Stevie, and are just like, oh, you can't
0: remember because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's almost like it didn't happen. Yeah. And then we get a cool scene with Blue Diamond asking Stephen as Rose how exactly Rose killed Pink Diamond. And Stephen doesn't know what's going on, so he just kind of makes something up. Mm. And he says there are some cool tricks... Probably some jump kicks. And then I definitely was crying. Oh.
1: Also, what you call it? Fun thing about this part. You line up, uh, the samurai kid's case from Ace Attorney. With this exact scene, it is near parallel.
0: The steel samurai? Yes. Dang it, that's why I don't play It's right <laughs> Why does the Steel Samurai have to invade everything I enjoy? (laughs) Good gosh.
1: It's good after it.
0: (laughs) For the uninitiated, the first Phoenix Wright game features a case called the Steel Samurai. And it is so long and unnecessary that it successfully stopped me from playing the series. Yes. Because I I figured out who it was, and I had evidence to prove it ten minutes into the case... And then I had to play for another hour and a half. And there was no reason for it. I had a conviction ready.
1: (laughs) You gotta set up the scene for everybody.
0: (laughs) I literally don't. That's the best part. I've got the evidence. We're good. (laughs) It's court, not a theater.
1: Oh, because what do you call it? I've, oh, gosh, this is a full discussion on Phoenix, right when we're talking about Steven Universe. Ace Attorney spoilers. If you do not want to be spoiled on the events of Ace Attorney 1, please skip to the designated time on screen. This time will also be available in the description as well. And then... You'll you be safe, from the whole discussion.
0: So tell me how still the MRI lines up. So tell me why I'm gonna stop watching Steven Universe. <laughs> you <Hey gosh>. guys, it
1: lines up in a way that uh, a one of the witnesses, Cody. St- the still samurai number one one fan witnesses the murder and he creates a scene of what he saw. and it's and it's essentially with a samurai chop and a samurai kick and then he used his mighty spear and then we review the actual situation and just like none of that could have happened ace attorney spoilers which I will add before before I say this
0: as well perfect make sure you make an audio warning too so that way people who have put down their phones can or computers I don't know how you listen to this thing I'll I'll duplicate
1: the audio of me saying ace attorney spoilers like that one (laughs) (laughs) wonderful
0: one funny thing that I liked was Blue Diamond sitting there doodling the jump kick that Steven was doing yes and I wrote my notes his Blue Diamond or Blue Diamond Blue Pearl his Blue Pearl drawing Steven's jump kick to create an accurate court record or is she just bored
1: (laughs) there's no no way that someone's gonna go like oh yes sweet jump kick (laughs) That's evidence. Like, no. <laughs> like, you, you can't accept
0: that as evidence. That, that it's board doodling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Sapphire is... Or no, Pearl. Gosh, she looks like Sapphire. Anyway, Pearl is the worst court stenographer. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... Steven says I used business weapon to kill Pink Diamond but then Blue Diamond gives a realization that the record has always shown that it was a sword dun 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 and then Zordon immediately counters with how how is that possible then he brings in the weird spider car and he's like, Hey, look at all this evidence. This doesn't make any sense. It couldn't have been Rose Quartz. It's almost like it was someone close to her. But but someone super powerful. But no,
1: you're not even doing the setup though.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, take
1: it. She, got, she brings out the the little uh, carriage that they come in and then goes Look we have like loads of defenses before you get up to (laughs) to an actual uh I can't even remember Uh, a diamond where where were the pearls where were the rubies where were the agates there's tons of people who should have been there to fight rose quartz but no one was there And why was that not a thing? Because someone told him to be somewhere else.
0: Someone with high authority. Someone like you too! And then I wrote down in my notes, Yellow Diamond killed, and she will kill again. Starting with you, the lawyer, and Yellow you. Also a lawyer. Yes. And she did. I that? Okay. <laughs> yep, she killed two people.
1: And I was like, huh, I wonder who did it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, she was already like, hey, we need to kill Rose Quartz and move on. She was pushing for it super hard. We know Yellow Diamond killed Pink Diamond. We're good. Or it's going to be like a cover-up thing of Blue Diamond did it and then Blue Diamond got, like, repression or something. So Yellow Diamond's trying to not remind her. I don't know. It'll be something.
1: But you're forgetting something. White Diamond wasn't there.
0: I often forget that White Diamond is anywhere. (laughs) I often forget that there's a White Diamond. Yeah? She's very
1: forgettable when, when we get the hints about her. Hopefully it's not just like... Oh, yeah, that's... That's a thing.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway. Jonathan, do you have any theories for... The... Now... Game of Clue that we've been set up with... With... By the Critiverse?
1: Yeah,
0: uh... Yellow Diamond's... Either...
1: Actually just, like... Murdered... Murdered... Uh... What do you call it? Pink Diamond... Or is covering for White Diamond because even Blue Diamond was just like wait, what? And Yellow Diamond was immediately just like okay, I need to shut this down now.
0: Alright, my theory other than Yellow Diamond doing it directly, I'm going to stick with just for having something weird and outlandish that Blue Diamond killed... Uh, Pink Diamond and has repressed it and created a false memory of stuff that she's been told by Yellow Diamond. Maybe she was in a frenzy or something, I don't know. And that's why she can't get over the death of Pink Diamond because she doesn't realize that it's her guilt and not her mourning.
1: It's <coughs> totally possible that all those soldiers were there in just like It was cleared after the incident happened.
0: I have a point talking about this a little later on in uh, the next episode, but there's a lot of fabricated history in Homeworld. And so I'm wondering if might Blue Diamond also be a victim of the false narrative where she's like, it's a sword, Everyone knows it's a sword. It's always been a sword. History books say it's a sword. We teach our children it's a sword.
1: But it wasn't a sword.
0: (laughs) It was a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That's an obscure reference. Everybody go watch MASH. (laughs) I like usually just living
1: it up as that's an obscure reference, and then having somebody reach it somewhere.
0: (laughs) I want people to watch MASH. I want to do a MASH podcast. Uh,
1: You're talking to the the Rod sibling, sir.
0: Fine, bring your sister on. I'll talk to your sister about MASH (laughs) for an hour and a half. She's seen
1: nearly almost every episode. She'll probably talk to you about some MASH.
0: All right, we'll start with episode one and work our way through. Let's go.
1: Gosh. But first, the Steven Universe podcast.
0: You know, I'm done. I... Call your sister. I'm doing MASH podcast now.
1: <laughs> Gosh. So, final thoughts, or your
0: rating? Uh, before we get to final thoughts, there's one last point I'd like to talk about. This episode's interesting in its art direction because its use of minimal background, where there's not a single scene until they're flying away from the courtroom and you see it in the background of any truly defined background going on. It's all abstract colors and just even blank canvas. It's interesting. I don't know what symbolic purpose that has, if it has any at all, or if it was just meant to set a tone for the episode, but I noticed it from Drake box and then it just stuck with me. And I feel like it really helped the tone of this whole mystery that we have, this whole muddled past and everything not really being defined well yet.
1: Oh, I like the the backgrounds of this episode as well. They very bright or just like just very sleek and direct backgrounds
0: ooh they're bright because it's the blinding light of the diamonds making it impossible to view the past why is this courtroom so dark then because there is no justice there is no shining light of truth because yellow diamonds straight gonna zap everybody Fair enough. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up as we go. Now I'm just thinking about MASH, honestly. do 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 Jim, murder is <plainless. laughs> This wouldn't happen if the 407 was there, Jonathan. They'd heal everybody right up. <laughs> I may have gotten oh, that number completely wrong. I don't remember, but there it is. Leave a comment down below if you'd like to see a MASH podcast between me and Jonathan's sister. <laughs> because I know okay, I would.
1: My sister's so egg- extra
0: she wouldn't be able to stay on topic. <laughs> we'll do it in an episode at a time. It'll be great. Good okay, gosh. Mostly I just want it for the absurdity of why is someone doing a podcast about MASH in 2017. <laughs>
1: Why isn't someone doing a podcast about Mash in 2017?
0: We could be. Me and your sister set it up. I'm just saying. Good gosh! It could be the next big thing. Mm. Or not. Or not. Uh, so, jokes aside, final thoughts for this episode. Uh, objection. On what grounds?
1: Uh, on the grounds that... <laughs> Good gosh. That Blue is really cool. Alright. Also, I liked all the Ace Attorney memes that came out of this. Fair and enough. I think the turnaround was very, very well done. Although I wish there was a lot more to this episode. I wish this was a two-parter, and I I didn't get the first one. I wish Zordon didn't
0: get shot. Same. But she she only got popped. She she didn't
1: get smashed.
0: Zordon didn't deserve to die twice.
1: It's a Zarton, but
0: yeah. <laughs> oh no! I'm directly going to call this character Zordon for Power Rangers. I don't even care. Fair fair. Uh, my final thoughts I gave it a 5 out of 5 because I thoroughly enjoyed this episode and it actually got my attention when the big reveal happened it turned around. I thought it was really cool uh, just how it was delivered in the plot twist kind of scenario they had going and the final note I haven't covered don't tumble my rocks is a gross phrase mm. and I don't want to know what it means Neither do
1: I. gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I uh was still like eh, it's it's not it's still not enough for me to like go let's let's do a podcast about
0: this <laughs> and look where we are so something must have changed. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it did. It
0: did. (laughs) All right, Jonathan, you know what to do. The bits.
1: I feel like I'm just doing
0: the clone high. Say what? (laughs) Oh, gracious. You mind introing this when I need to drink some water? My voice is leaving me. So,
1: in what do you call it? Yeah, this is the this is off colors. Off colors is about Stephen and Lars's escape after getting away in the carriage from the trial, and then they meet, kind of. Uh The form gems. They meet the bootleg gems. Yeah, essentially. And in their attempt to save save them from search search bots. Or search gems.
0: It was very terminator, it was weird.
1: Yeah. And Stevens John Connor. What does that make Lars?
0: Uh the like off of next episode <laughs> Alright, alright, you fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <coughs> well played. Uh I titled this episode Steven Visits the Island of Misfit Toys. Indeed. But
1: uh, you get an assortment of cool new characters in this one do we do we, we get the <laughs> the ruby that can only not ruby uh what'd you call it sapphire yeah We get the sapphire that can only see into the past
0: I'm gonna do a rant about paparazzi. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm gonna do a rant about her. All right. All right. <laughs> you, Who else do you we meet, the... Jonathan? Huh? Who else do we meet, Jonathan? Uh, we we get the f- the fusion
1: grandma, caterpillar fluorite. And... Yeah, fluorite. Okay. I don't have all all the names. I definitely don't have all the names. I've
0: only got two. The rest have mean nicknames.
1: Okay, and... We got the conjoined gems.
0: Harvey Dent. I didn't write that one down. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So mean to these gems. It had two
1: faces. Good gosh. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah... Also not
0: Garnet? I just wrote Diet Garnet. Okay. So yeah, and
1: and that's the the new squad. The off colors.
0: Super good name for a mediocre group. It's I I saw a lot of pictures
1: doing like uh the intro with all, all the off-color characters, and then <laughs> Sapphire coming in with the "We are the" the off colors late.
0: Oh boy, we we're gonna have fun with that one, but yeah. we'll get there. So, tell me what you thought of the characters before I tear half of them down. <coughs> oh,
1: they're they're all nice. Uh, what did you call it <laughs> creepy grandma wasn't much of a character <laughs> creepy just like, we grandma we can refu- fuse with you if you want to <laughs> and was just like okay okay, calm down calm down creepy grandma <laughs> yeah she's just oh like my gosh. we fuse with a lot of people we-, we can
0: fuse with you too she's Just like, mm. <laughs> if you're the right one yeah not disfusing with anybody. <laughs> Good gosh. We're not gonna fuse shame the grandma. <laughs> no, it's funny. The reason I'm laughing at creepy grandma is because in Fluorite's description, I wrote creepy grandma. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yes. I'll go ahead and read Fluorites now because it's not that interesting. I said, Fluorite, Diet Falcor, who is a polyamorous relationship and sounds like a creepy grandma gem. Mm. It's, like, it. it's not like, I... A... It's like, that. Hmm. It's got like, a. No, I, that was all I had. Okay. So...
1: Yeah... She she didn't get too much contribution in a lot of the scenes. I I really want to remember the qu- uh Jim's name because she kind of like well they kind of led the the group very well and I was like yeah okay I I like this Jim or these gems
0: well they. 1, so... All right. I like them. Alright, so... Tell me what you thought of... Uh, Diet Garnet. Uh... I... I think the
1: bit... Can get really stale. <laughs> but... It wasn't, like, too, too bothersome for me. It was just like, okay... And I, I think the the joke could have been done better in some points. Just like there's plenty of times where this could could be funny for Diet oh, no. Garnet. Yeah. The oh no, Diet Garnet, Diet die Garnet. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Diet Garnet. Yeah. Uh, scaredy cat <laughs> character. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Literally, her
0: purpose was to overreact to the situation. Fair enough. I can't find the name of Two-Headed Gem anywhere.
1: Hmm. I I know I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. But, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah. Sapphire. The, the bit kid
0: where then? <clears throat> Alright. Stop me when I've gone too far. Okay. Okay. So, I've already covered fluorite, Diet Falkor. For Diet Garnet, whose name I don't remember nor care about, I said Diet Garnet needs to try reforming and maybe get a stress ball or a fidget spinner or something yeah like that was basically the answer minus the cute romance elements, and then you enhance the anxiety by like twenty and make that a mm-hmm. character and I'm sure someone will associate with her, and good for you, I hope that it helps you come to terms and finding yourself and becoming a more comfortable person in your own skin. But for me, she was just plot character who screams things. <coughs> yeah uh, I can see that I really like Two-Face Two-Face gem was super cool Uh, it felt I don't know why but it gave me a very Avatar The Last Air Vendor vibe mm-hmm. and I, it was just like yeah I for some reason imagined these two in like the Earth Kingdom in like season one
1: yeah and I, I feel like that was the character out of this group that I was just like, yeah, this is best character out of this group.
0: Agreed. That's a character I'd like to see like join up with the crystal gems when they get to homeworld or get to Earth. Yeah. I think that'd be neat. Neat. And oh, now, mm. for, for my favorite character. Yeah. Apparatcha. Apparatcha. Let me me go ahead and read out just what I wrote. Diet Sapphire needs a helmet or a bubble or just not to be written into the script. She reminds me of an annoying helpless escort mission in a character out of a Nintendo game that was probably overpriced and wasn't (laughs) that good to begin with. I'll find it in a GameStop or something, and then I'll spend an hour and a half trying to get her to turn a corner, and then she'll say something witty and I'm supposed to think it's charming when it was said 20 minutes too late for me to care. That's fair. I feel like the bit was funny after two and then she should have been popped. This is the character that the search drones should have gotten. Let us know that they're powerful and that they mean business. Also, just kind of get some things out of the way. Maybe clear up the space a little bit for the other characters to do some running around. Yeah, and all that was written in a very angry paragraph.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah I, uh, I, I didn't like paparazzi at all.
1: Okay, gosh. I. You said you said her actual name, and I, I just think
0: paparoach. <laughs> diet sapphire then like even her power doesn't make sense cuz like I have visions about things that are around me that's called seeing we all have that all you're doing is commenting on things after the fact and kind of being a jerk
1: well it's a thing of what do you call it since sapphires can see see the future in that's how they just move around. Because, what'd you call it? I, I feel like that's what the hair is supposed to symbolize. Just like they're going around blind. And literally, their future visions guide them.
0: Right, but she has present vision. She can just see stuff. No, oh, she has past vision. <laughs> she can see stuff like two minutes later. And it was annoying. <laughs> I saw what happened. I don't need a recap.
1: But it probably would have been better to just do the gimmick of she can see what's happening right now. <laughs> pop
0: her. Pop her. At all the planeteers, she would be heart. But she would leave her ring at home.
1: Uh, I did see someone try to, like, make a comic out of how her power could be useful. It was a uh, drawing of when, when event, the events of the next episode happened. And then she narrated what was ha- happening back on Earth.
0: Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe. I want her to pop. Fair. I want her to pop be bubbled shatter her if for all I care that'd be cool we haven't seen anyone shattered in a while yes give the internet someone to cry for
1: Well. I I think they'll just like keep this as a, as a group they they come back to every now now and then when we see see Lars
0: They couldn't stand on their own as a, uh, like, standalone episode, I don't think. Because fluorite talks too slow. Diet Garnet won't ever do anything. Paparazzi needs a helmet or a bubble. And then you just have two-headed Harvey Dent gem trying to get stuff done and Lars being over everything. Yeah, It's...
1: It's a thing where it'll probably just like be, be a flash of just like, yeah, this is what they're doing now, and then going back to the that actual like scenario at hand.
0: Fair enough. Alright, we've talked about the char- those new characters for a bit, but we haven't talked on what happens in this episode. Oh, yeah. And that's mostly my fault, so I apologize to the listeners who may get tired of me complaining about our diet off-brand special value soda characters. (laughs) Lars gets a redemption arc by throwing rocks and believing in himself. And he doesn't even have to sing to do it. Nope. Though how cool would it be to have a rock opera medley of Lars smashing stuff? Yeah. With
1: his... (laughs) (coughs) Lagmite, Slagmite <coughs> Club tight. yeah so he goes all caveman and starts smashing stuff
0: and it was super cool and Lars says it was the coolest thing he ever did in his life and then what happens and Danny died <laughs> Lars not only died he was so dead that his hair lost its shape, and covered one eye.
1: Womp, womp.
0: It reminded me of Scott Pilgrim, where they punched the highlights out of Knives' hair. It's like, oh my god, they killed his product. Okay, gosh. But Lars died. It was a very serious scene, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh my gosh. And then, Stephen grasps Lars in a devastated state and cries. And then something amazing happens. He revives. Or just turns pink. And then gets back up and has a cool scar. Lars is the official Steven Universe Season 2 Palette Swap character. He's the Witcher. I don't know if there's a trope name for this, but a lot of shows with that are either anime or anime influenced will do a thing where a character will die, and basically Gandalf, Gandalf the gray, gray, Gandalf the White themselves, where they come back with a palette swap, and then they'll update it in the theme song, and it'll be like, "Oh, cool! Now they're a different color," and nothing this else. Is literally. Go ahead.
1: This is literally how The Witcher starts.
0: <laughs> it's also the beginning of Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go season two.
1: Yeah. Who
0: remembers that show?
1: I do. I like the the episode where you had to outrun the zombies.
0: You know, whenever I bring that show up, they always go to the zombie episode. Not the point. Uh, but yeah. Now Lars is pink and fluffy.
1: And the Witcher.
0: And the Witcher
1: <laughs> Just Like literally I didn't even do any anything of like researching or anything. I saw that, I got up, I typed it in, and it was just like the scars in the same place, change of hair color, resurrected, Lars is the Witcher. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Good gosh. <clears throat> yeah, I was I
1: was just like this is exactly the same. <laughs> but we're we're getting a bit too too ahead.
0: Uh, now let's compare people to other video game characters. We've <laughs> g- we we compared paparazzi to a knockoff or a crappy escort mission character. Lars is the witcher.
1: Sriracha Papa Roach.
0: (laughs) Sriracha Papa Roach. (laughs) Uh,
1: She's being the most compared to Princess
0: Peach. (laughs) Yeah. Only Princess Peach does something in Smash Bros. And in her own game. Super Princess Peach, a super solid DS game that no one talks about. Fun fact, I bought that game the day it came out, and they gave me a free button.
1: Yeah. Do you still have that button?
0: I do, because I was the first person at that game store to buy the game, or ask about the game, or even care. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, it came out today and no one's asked for it, so we have all this promotional stuff. <laughs> Alright. I was that's, excited. That's I like Nintendo. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's a good died. game. It yeah, really is. It looked like a good
0: game. I mean, it it's like a basic Nintendo side-scroller, which, you know, isn't the best sometimes. But the emotion mechanic was cool, and they used some innovative ideas for that. It had a nice uh, sub-story with her uh, sentient umbrella, who I'm sad because they are originally going to use the sentient umbrella for the next Smash game that came after that, but they didn't. They made Peach's Parasol instead, which then became an item in Animal Crossing, and I'm sad that I can't have my Parasol friend in Animal Crossing. So that's all over the place. I haven't had a way to talk about that.
1: Yeah. what you call it? But we got Spear Tracks Attack in Smash 4. Womp womp. It's okay. So, yeah. uh, That summarizes this episode. I kind of just was like, why doesn't just Steven use his healing power?
0: Because you can't heal dead, Jonathan. Like,
1: literally right as it happened he he wasn't like dead dead he was dead like a second when he waited
0: fair enough he's
1: like oh my gosh Lars oh no what am I going to do it's not like I have a healing power or something let me check his pulse after five
0: minutes of panicking his friend died leave him alone I'm sorry I was just
1: like just use your healing power Just use your healing power. Oh, you're going to cry. You're going to use your healing power.
0: (laughs) Jonathan, some people don't handle situations when their friends are hurt well. Cry faster. I'm not trying to call you out in this podcast. We're going to move on.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: I gave this one a four out of five because half the off colors killed me. Uh, They they hurt me on a cellular level.
1: This episode was okay. Uh,
0: Still not podcast worthy? I don't know. This is the point where I was just like, okay, stuff is happening. Closure on the death of Pink Diamond isn't enough happening for you?
1: no again this is this episode was stuff is happening
0: <laughs> good gosh
1: uh what'd you call it the, <clears throat> the trial was kind of like okay, yeah, but I still don't have much to say about it be- besides that I I like the courtroom vibes so this one was a, a lot to. Say again, with uh, everyone hiding out in the hole, and Lars getting his moment of redemption, and then finding out what happened to Pink Diamond, <laughs> or finding out the true identity of Lion—a dead cat. Although I, I always like speculated it was kind of just like oh, oh. Okay, now it's legitimately confirmed. You expected
0: Lion to be a dead cat? A dead... A dead diamond. (laughs) It's what I expected. Oh, is Lion Pink Diamond? I didn't get that vibe. I just thought it was a dead lion.
1: Oh, no. What did you call it? It's very, very much Pink Diamond. How so? Uh, it's heavily insinuated that Rose probably try, tried to do the same same thing Steven did with with Lars and that was the result so why didn't we Lars
0: s- turn into an animal
1: oh because Lars isn't a gem as we've seen in the past uh, broken gems turn, turn into like animals and creatures
0: when did that happen? Corrupted gems. Remember? Oh yeah, I kind of block out Jasper arcs. Not Jasper the the centipede one. Aw, oh, Chaps, I miss Chaps.
1: Yeah, Chaps was an actual person. And then after
0: her gem got corrupted, she turned into the cat caterpillar thing i don't know i'm still on the fence but because people are also saying that lion was, was quartz for the longest time so i'm i'm still iffy Huh.
1: i oh. i feel very affirmed in this theory because what'd you call it he even goes back and goes like
0: so you're we're not there yet buddy okay fair fair we're getting there though, guys. We talked about this one for a while because I had a lot to say about Parappa the Rappa. <sighs> Jothel, yeah. closing dots.
1: Closing dots, but I'm, I kind of said on my closing dots.
0: <laughs> cool. Uh, pop Diet Sapphire and put Perry in Super Smash Bros. Wonderful. The, the bits. Well, that just made me sad. Alright, <laughs> last episode is Lars's head. Jonathan, you do this by uh, drinking a medley of water.
1: Okay. So, Lars is still alive. Stephen can go with Lars's head. Where does this lead? The same place. As lines head, except it's across like the field and stuff. So it's like Stephen's tree and then Stephen's mom's tree. So what do you call it, Lars? <laughs> I I thought of a horrible joke.
0: <laughs> Go for it.
1: Lars actually has purpose. <laughs> Yay. Good gosh. No, no. Uh, L- Lars is a wonderful character for this, but he, he has horrible bumps that I, I don't like. So, yeah. Lars is now a warp gate from Earth to Homeworld, and Steven get, goes home and greets everybody while
0: they're on the search for him. Cool let's get into it uh first note i had was lars saying i was away from life is the new deadpool saying he likes to unalive people in ultimate spider-man i i thought the same (laughs) so from now on we'll be referring to death as being away from life
1: being away from life
0: and then, does, does that make me a zombie? Yeah. Then <laughs> Diet Garnet going, Oh gosh, what's a zo- Wait, what's a zombie? I really like the line, You might feel a slight foot in your head. Yeah. <clears throat> but nervous Steven listening for Lars's heartbeat was the best joke of the special. Of just him putting his head <laughs> to Lars's chest and not hearing anything and his eyes going super wide.
1: Yeah. Every time they they put like Steven in a panic state and instantly sweat appears on his face,
0: I love it. <laughs> I also said that this uh special has really solid dialogue and banter between Lars and Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was Maybe just real strong. Built
1: it up. Sorry.
0: No, that was it. They really
1: uh it up, up the chemistry between them for these episodes.
0: Oh yeah, they felt like buddies after this. Like it feels like they had character growth. Yeah. And, like in the first one they're argue with each other, but then uh Laura's just like like Stephen going, How do you feel? Do you feel good? Patty's like, No, I just feel like everything's awful. And he's like, well, everything is awful, so... I mean, at least we share that feeling. It's like, okay, cool. Steven's growing up a little. Lars is opening up a little bit. Everyone's getting better.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember much about everybody else, but I remember the attempts of trying to get Lars to warp through his own head.
0: Breaking his elbow. Yeah. And All, that uh, scene was great. That was, that was solid. Also, when he, they popped through Lars's head, like for the first time, I had a realization that, because whenever I have thought of Steven going in lion's mane, I thought, like, oh, it's soft lion fur. But now Steven's just running through a field of hair, and that's gross. I, my exact note was, ew. Hairworld World is not made less weird when you add Ghibli music. Okay, gosh. Because that's exactly what they did. It was Ghibli-like spirited away music. Why <laughs> haven't they always used that music when doing it? I don't know, man. I was just looking around. I was like, this is gross hair. No, this music doesn't fix this. Stop it. Okay, gosh. What do, what do you think Lion's been? <laughs> well, it's like... I don't know, fur is different from human hair, you know? Like, people make coats out of fur and they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. People who make hair out of, or coats out of human hair, it's suddenly very different and concerning. Like, I'm not if trying I... to walk through human hair.
1: Yeah. what you call it? As a person who owns a wig, it's just like, it's not that
0: bad. (laughs) Well, a wig is different from actual living human hair. Does actual living human hair have a portal? (laughs) I mean, it might. You never know. Like, unless there's, like, product in there and stuff. It's just like, it's not horrible. Some people's hair holds great mysteries, Jonathan. Like dandruff? I'm not trying to walk through human hair is the point of this. Anyway, a big problem I had with this episode, and yes, I've had a problem with every episode, uh, there's an easy solution for getting Lars back home. Now that he has magic portal powers. What was that?
1: Bring him back in the ship?
0: No, like, they could do it, like, right now. Hmm. Uh, Alright. Oh,
1: what did you call it? Oh, are you just going to talk about his,
0: like, his
1: portal powers in general, or his hair portal powers?
0: Oh, we, we're going to do the whole thing. Alright, okay. my solution. Steven goes back home,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we use a power we haven't seen in a while. We use Lion's ability to roar and create portals.
1: Why not just punch Lars in the guts and do do the same thing?
0: Because we don't know if Lars can do that yet. He might not be equated with his magical pink magic yet.
1: Mm.
0: But we know Lion can confidently do it. So, when he wants to. <laughs> when he wants to. So we have Steven go to ho- back home, tell everyone the plan. Then he goes back through to Homeworld, gets all the off-color gems, brings them to Earth. Lion does the roar. They all go, go to Homeworld Lars climbs through Lion Lion makes another roar portal back to Earth everyone's good wait can't Lion only go to places
1: that Lion's been before
0: but if Lion is pink diamond as you've said we're good huh
1: I don't think they could just, like, teleport to where where they are, though. But they could definitely teleport to, to the world easily. They
0: can get to them. They don't need a ship.
1: Yeah. But how... Oh, well, yeah. Wait. How would they get back?
0: They have... They all go... Alright. They do a portal. Lars yeah. goes through the portal.
1: Yeah.
0: Then they all just go through a line into Lars. They got a phone. Oh, shoot.
1: Which is even even harder because they blocked off the entrance.
0: You act like they can't fusion into Alexandrite and move a rock. <clears throat> there are ways to make this work. I just say travel back through
1: Lars's head, uncover well, it, and then fight off Homeworld.
0: Well, I'm just saying trying to get everyone back. Like... 'Cause we can't get Lars through his own head, just bring Lion. Empire takedown. In <laughs> the series
1: already.
0: We'll get there, we'll get there. I'm just trying to get Lars home. Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay. So next said thing. Lar- I'm worried Lars can't do his cooking thing anymore because he isn't ever hungry. I'm hoping oh, that yeah. goes away. Because <clears throat> I really like that aspect of Lars's character.
1: Well, you could just be like Amethyst and just eat regardless.
0: Yeah. I just but hope they don't get rid like of the Amethyst. cooking thing. What? They're sure
1: not. <laughs> but who wants to be like Amethyst?
0: <laughs> Dang. All right, everybody. You've all left now, so... <laughs> thanks for watching those of you that stick around we got more if you want it
1: <laughs> she was a horrible character in,
0: in the mobile game she had bad stats so what happens if you cut Lars's hair is it still a portal
1: I don't think you can cut it anymore
0: like is it think... like tangled rules where once it's cut it just turns like Grey dead lifeless, or? I think you'd he, he get the scissors and it would just go through. I really hope that Lars, when he's 40 years old, likes his half shaved head. <coughs> yeah,
1: because he's essentially dead now. He, he He's stuck with that hair forever.
0: Man, I really hope he didn't want to change anything about his personality for the rest of eternity. <laughs> There's a lot to change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not job. It's calling shots on people. <laughs> Good gosh, but
1: I don't know. Uh, yeah, i I think there's a lot that Lars will have to like deal with now. Lars will be more important within the series. I'm like, Ronaldo, I hope he gets pushed off even more.
0: Why are you calling out Ronaldo? He wasn't even in this season. <laughs> exactly. <coughs> I need to call him out so he can't come back in. Let it be like Dragon Ball Z where they just forget he's a character. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, All right. Uh, hmm. I was going to throw in another way that Steven can get around this. Okay. Alright, what if Steven goes and gets a random mammal from Earth? Something with hair. Mm -hmm. Brings it back to Homeworld. Kills it. (laughs) Cries on it. Brings it back to life. (laughs) Then they all go through the bird to... Or bird. Through the uh, mammal to... Lion to get back and then they just leave whatever the animal is. <laughs> so I can just be a like zombie gerbil or something just crawling around that kindergarten.
1: <coughs> <laughs> just the image of just like <laughs> Steven having is just brutally merged
0: something. I mean you don't have to brutally do it, it's just an option.
1: Yeah, but you know he's gonna, like, mess up the
0: first time, and he's not gonna do it hard enough. And then he's gonna just have to keep on going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I wasn't trying to make it that dark. I just wanted Steven's sensitive soul to make him cry so that he could have an easy way out.
1: (laughs) The sadistic thought in me is just, like... He, he messes up the first time and then heals, and then just
0: goes. Oh no! I have to kill it more. <laughs> Good gosh! All right. Well, uh, one serious point I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. We get another glimpse at Homeworlds' use of propaganda from Diet Garnet saying that Homeworld was in ruin or that Earth was in ruin and destroyed and so I'm wondering if Homeworld has like North Korea levels of propaganda where Earth is there in North America
1: Yeah, uh, I thought it was just like everyone was just like hey we, we set a cluster there That's just gone.
0: (laughs) Well, it it sounds like there's a lot of false history traveling around what happens on Earth. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Yellow Diamond hasn't made a false narrative to keep gems from going to Earth.
1: Yeah, because if you let anybody find out about what happened on Earth, that gems rebelled and fought against other gems... There's, there's gonna be an uprising because Homeworld is garbage. Yeah, yeah. So, if you you let out, like, hey, Rebel Gems learned about fusion and fused with other gems and then fought off the other, uh, the Homeworld soldiers in a big gigantic war, people are going to go nuts. They're going to go, "Hey, we can do that. We can be rebel gems." Hey, <laughs> they ain't going to fly. That's a rebellion. You're
0: right. On your home
1: it So you you t- say, "Yeah, we
0: won." Yeah, good job everybody. Woo. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> no one ever talk about Earth again. Exactly. And who's going to talk about it? Nobody who's there came back. (laughs) You're right. They all stayed on Earth where it's awesome. Or they all died on Earth where it's awesome. I mean, I didn't say they chose to stay on Earth. Mm. True, true. Line... Oh, gosh. Line. Line's Lars. Lars' line of saying... Let me be someone that deserved it was really well delivered.
1: Mm.
0: And it just felt like an, the end point to Lars's redemption arc of he was saying he's a person that's too weak to do anything and all he does is hide. And I was like, yeah, it's time for me to get myself together, get my life going. Let me be a person that deserves this gift you've given me, Steven of eternal life pink skin and magical hair
1: although no, no final words to say, Sadie
0: <laughs> he'll come back he'll come back he'll be that back like sick. in two episodes
1: I I feel like this is building up to a a big big finale mm-hmm. because like we're we're on the final legs of finding out stuff
0: until we find out about chartreuse diamond
1: <laughs> and that sounds like a, a gigantic OC
0: <laughs> because all the other colors were taken but Lars is Lars is like let me deserve it thing it reminded yeah. me of did you watch X-Men Evolution yes yeah, I know you had a thing against teenage rogue. So, uh, do you remember Spike? Yes. You remember uh, what Stalin's happened to? Sp- yeah, you remember what happened to Spike? Uh,
1: not specifically.
0: Uh, he finds, and I, maybe, putting their location where I think they're sewer mutants, but he finds a bunch of them and then he finds out that they need like guidance and stuff and they all start turning to him for a leader so he leaves the X-Men to help them out and my exact note was let me be someone that deserved it was also a good line and it reminds me of X-Men Evolution when they got rid of Spike or any time that a voice actor or an actor has to leave a work to go work on another project so I'm wondering if that's the case with Lars his actor's off to do another thing or something, or if it's just a momentary thing for plot. I
1: think it's a momentary thing for plot, because those characters, no matter how like
0: ragtag they they look, they they look like key players. I don't know, man. We never saw the super mutants again in X Men Evolution. <laughs> Maybe in the final battle between Yellow Diamond and the Crystal Gems, they'll be losing, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Lars will come with a rose quartz flag and a bunch of uh, the off-color gems. (coughs) And it shall be wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, Last note I had for this, other than my ranking, was that Steven and Greg hugging at the end was wonderful. It was very cute. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry that paternal love is boring to you, Jonathan. I mean, I thought it was a touching moment.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: No, we're filming this. At, it's now one forty-nine in the morning.
1: Yeah. Which I
0: apologize for postponing this so late. Don't even worry about it. Uh, My final ranking for this and I'll hand it over to you for final thoughts because I've kind of rambled on this one Uh, I gave it a 4 out of 5 I thought it was good Uh, I felt like a lot of the story elements are going to be too easy to resolve with the powers that they've set up so I think it's another instance of what we talked about last time where our power levels are too high to have this tier of problems now yeah Dragon Ball C problems yeah so, if you want to do your final thoughts, I'll do my final thoughts. We can talk about the Stephen bomb as a whole, and then we can get out of here. Yeah. Uh,
1: my final thoughts on this episode was, it's, it's essentially just wrap, wrapping up everything. Uh, going through, like, just Lars being a warp essentially I feel like they're gonna definitely visit visit him a lot more or maybe it it will just be a thing of just like revisit it at the last episode but yeah there's there's gonna be a lot a lot more oh yeah there's a lot of explaining of that and a the misconception of Earth being gone
0: and yeah I,
1: I feel like this is the start of a rev-
0: revolution hmm. this reminds me of the My Life as a Teenage Robot movie finale Escape from Cluster Prime where hmm. you find out that Cluster Prime is attacking oh spoilers for My Life as a Teenage Robot uh, Cluster Prime is attacking Earth because XJ9 has been portrayed as a robot murderer and, like, a threat to Cluster and their society. So I feel like that's what's gonna happen here. Also, I feel bad for Sadie because, one, her boyfriend's very far away and now she's, and now he's pink and Sadie doesn't like girly stuff. Yes. I hope they bring Lotus back. I really do. Uh, he, with all the growth that he had, I'd hate for it to go to waste. I'd like to see how he interacts with Beach City again in our light hearted episodes. Uh,
1: I think it will be a nice. I I know, what did you call it? There's enough, like. An- anime weeps on the team that just go, like, a full M theme. Whole intro theme kind of mentally with all the things wrapping up at the end of the
0: series. As long as they don't end it like Evangelion I'm happy. <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations! Squawk squawk. There's something to you guys. Alright, Jonathan, thoughts on this whole one-hour special as a whole. Uh, this is a good bomb. Yeah, I agree. Any, uh, notes, thoughts, likes, dislikes you want to throw out there before we wrap up?
1: Uh, at first, I was I was just, like, there's there's nothing that they could drop in this this thing to make me go, like, oh, okay, let's let me reconsider my my decision on it but there is a lot there is a lot that was uncovered there's a lot that was explained and there's a lot still to explain it it answered questions and gave us a lot more <laughs> so hmm. i i think this is
0: this was a good bomb fair enough Uh, I feel like this one has a lot more than the last one, where the last one was mostly built up. This one built up to something, but also felt like a satisfying narrative in itself. There were some plot holes, but overall, it was an enjoyable ride, and I could overlook a few things that could be patched up in the future, a few holes for the sake of having a better Steven Universe storyline. All right, guys, before we head out, I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to the first and only comment that we've gotten thus far on the first episode of The Bits from Kelly True Thoughts. And Kelly's little comment can go here of what she said about us, and it was very complimentary. And we appreciate it. So go check Kelly out. She's got cool videos. Once again, that was Kelly True Thoughts. Thank you. Hopefully you listened to this all the way through so you could hear us. And hopefully you guys will show her a little bit of love so that's cool yeah and you guys let us know what you thought of the steven bomb what you thought of our thoughts what do you think of the bits anything you want us to add or take out we'd love to improve and grow this little podcast because it's still in it's very early stages of just kind of being abstract also
1: don't, don't get too mad at me for my, my hot takes on characters. <laughs> I, I don't mean most of them, but I, I can have a mean-spirited thought every once in a while.
0: I stand by Diet Sapphire just right in the middle of the frame, shattered, close up on her face, As she will realize she died two minutes after it happened. It'll be great. Okay, gosh. (laughs) Alright, guys. So, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been The Bits. The Bits! From Homeworld to Beach City and all the Cosmos in between. We thank you guys for watching. Be sure to like, subscribe to Something About Geek Stuff for all your nerdy needs. I have been Sam.
1: Wait, what'd you call it? Isn't this part where you... You talk about? Did you call it the your number Jonathan. one place for for nerdy?
0: Jonathan, are you there? Content.
1: He has left me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
0: Victor, are you still alive? I alone.
1: Yeah.
0: What happened? Well, subscribe to the channel for more geeking content. There you are. Jonathan, what happened? Ah, gosh. Samuel? You cut out. (laughs) (laughs) I did a whole bit. Like, I went through all the spiel, and you weren't there to do your, and I'm Jonathan. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) What happened in your world? What has the timeline changed? I was like.
1: Isn't this the part where you talk about your geeky content and all that
0: jazz? It's exactly what I did, Jonathan. And then I was like, Samuel? (laughs) I guess I gotta do it then. (laughs) Alright, you can have fun editing that. We'll try it again. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Alright, everybody, from Homeworld... To Beach City and everywhere in between. Oh gosh, I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know Just run both scenarios and let people know what happened in our alternate timeline. Good gosh. <laughs> anyway, right. from Homeworld to Beach City and all the cosmos in between, this has been the Bits of Steven Universe podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to Something by Geekstep. Follow your nerdy needs. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and our new tumblr which is still getting put together but it's going to be another place for you to share all our videos if you feel so inclined we'd love to have you guys help us out there I have been Sam and I have been Jonathan thanks for watching Jonathan cue that outro before I die of laughter hey gosh